0: Before we start the show, just a reminder to share, like, and subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening to it, and please give us a five-star rating. It helps us to beat the big tech algorithm. New episodes are uploaded every Sunday. If you are not getting the notifications, let us know and check your device.
1: All right. Good evening, everyone. This is Common Man's Common Sense. Excellent in podcasting. Anybody get the reference? Just me. All right. Russ Limbaugh, excellence in broadcasting. <laughs> I just thought of that. So, uh, the president stinks is a literal statement this week, apparently. This is a headline on welovetrump.com. It's everywhere, actually. This is just where I happen to get it. Not a huge fan of this website, but that's okay. Did Biden poop his pants at the Vatican? Which would also lend <laughs> a little bit of credence to the statement that, it, you know, his butt has been wiped. Yeah. And so, And they, I would read that the media tried to spin that, but... Uh, let's get into
2: it. Which part? My butt's been wiped. Yeah.
0: And look at this picture. What'd they try to spin that as? What was that reversal? So look at the picture. It looks like he's doing it right there. Well, yeah,
2: he is. He's so
1: he's standing. Uh, this is at that G20 summit. He's standing in in a very, very awkward position in comparison to the rest of the people. And yes, he is. There is a gap between him and, and and everyone else. But it also, it it looks
2: like he's, he's standing at
0: attention. Thank God they got those masks.
1: Yeah, it, uh, it also seems like um, like the way he was standing last week that we talked about. like, But that, that looks like he may have sold himself in that picture, but I digress. The media touted Biden's extra-long visit with the Pope but forgot to leave a small detail, and that's Biden's report. That Biden reportedly pooped his pants at the Vatican. As some of you already know, while Biden and the Pope Francis were set to have an hour-long interview, suddenly all live streams of Biden visits with the Pope were cut off somebody's chicken is burning.
0: I think that's Brandon's poop alarm. Ah,
1: interesting. The event seemed bizarre, and many people many people didn't know why. Well, rumors that have been floating in Rome claim that the live stream was cut off due to the fact that Biden pooped his pants. And so here's a tweet from Amy Tarkanian. The word around Rome is that Biden's meeting with the Pope was unusually long because Biden had a bit of a, quote, bathroom accident at the Vatican, and it had to be addressed prior to him leaving. I know we joke often about this, but this is the actual rumor going around Rome right now. After the rumor broke out, hashtag poopy pants Iden trended on Twitter. Take a look. And this is Sean Garrett. Baha ha ha is trending. If this did you like the way I did that? Baha ha. <laughs> So let's <laughs> it's trending. If this is true, something needs to be done. He's not healthy, which is what we've been saying for months. And if you'll juxtapose this with the way the the media behaved whenever Trump was going down the ramp a little bit slow, yeah. And like taking careful steps. Um because at at that time, you know, he was just a severe mental decline, yada
2: yada yada. And yeah, and the way he uh he handled his glass of water. Yeah. So that was a, yeah, that was a huge deal too. And to everybody, this is why the media is not trustworthy <laughs> because they skip over things like this on a daily basis. Oh, th- this week this was... guy makes gaffes, which like you can't even call them gaffes anymore. This is just this guy's day-to-day like, it's just his day-to-day thing like it wasn't just, a
1: gaffe he thought he was going to pass gas <laughs> yeah. and then there's a little more substance to the issue and that's the
2: thing like he's old enough to know not to trust a fart like <laughs> you
1: can't do it but he's he's seen he's seen enough to not know like, that's, that's That might be the problem. The way
2: he's standing right there in that picture, it looks like he's kind of clenching. Like he was like,
1: oh. No, seriously. Like, (laughs) Because the listeners can't see that. Like, yes, it seriously does look that his body is in a position. and
2: Like he's uh, already done it. Yes. Like Like there's a
1: level of tension where he's trying to keep it probably more on the fabric of his undergarments. (laughs) Uh
2: And then he kind of clenched after the fact because he knew, like, yep, that was... That was not. Yeah, well, then again, like,
1: and, and and to be fair, like, if you were in a position where you thought that you might have to go, like, you would yeah. also still be in that position. So, and and this it, is which
2: exactly why Biden can't wear khakis. Mm-hmm. Here's one
1: thing we can say with 100 percent certainty: is he does not look comfortable, and that's not a position that anyone else is standing in. No. And that's <laughs> usually you don't see anybody standing in that type of position.
0: And how many other times have you seen him in that position? Hey. <laughs> no. I, mean, I mean, we saw him like doing the Beavis thing last yeah.
1: week,
3: yeah, which was that's, odd that's you know, when he's doing in the, the Cornholio thing with the yeah. shirt over
0: his head, yeah, yeah, but that's, that's not in that position. I mean, he's definitely holding something together. Uh, right Jewish here. deplorable
1: yeah, is that you, Reverso, on Twitter, yeah. <laughs> or do you get t- kicked off Twitter? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I am. On, off of Twitter. He, he's prairie Are all you all there?
1: Are you off Twitter by choice? No, I got kicked off. <laughs> oh, that's too bad. So, but uh, Would yeah, you Jewish... say something true. <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. Jewish Deplorable says when your butt needs to be wiped, hashtag poopy pants Biden. So on Thursday, the Vatican created a stir by suddenly canceling the live broadcast of President Biden, fake President Biden, meeting with Pope Francis without providing an explanation. The Holy See has implemented a restrictive media environment, including bans on independent media access in certain areas of the Vatican. As the Washington Post reported on Thursday, the live broadcast was severely restricted. This is relevant because the limited access for the media that the Vatican has imposed attributing it to the pandemic has created an atmosphere where rumors can go flying. The Washington Post account is worth considering before delving into whether or not a Biden bathroom accident became an issue at the meeting with the Pope. Former Nevada GOP chairwoman Amy Tarkanian then shared an unpleasant rumor that was going around (laughs) Rome about Biden. Quote, the word around Rome as reiterating here, the word around Rome is that Biden's meeting with the Pope was unusually long because Biden had a bit of a bathroom accident at the Vatican and it had to be addressed prior to him leaving. Did so Biden they, really they probably laid him on his back like a baby? Uh, and like well, changed, changed his Well, and, and <laughs> I don't know how accurate it is, but there, there, it may have been two separate meetings with the Pope. Everything looked the same to me, except Biden went from a black suit to a blue suit. So, or vice versa, whatever it was, I don't remember, but, yeah, so that, that's that's right. the leader of the 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 fake leader of the free world. Did you have something on Biden? Oh yeah, you had his classroom visit. Oh yeah, from this week. So we'll we'll try we'll try. I don't know how many times he's going to come up this evening, but uh, let's have a look here. Yeah, is, so what, this
2: guy, I, and I don't know where this classroom is, but it's a it's a school. Uh, these kids are probably what would you say five six. Yeah, yeah, it looks like kindergarten. Yeah, they're like kindergarten, somewhere around in that age. And you know, which the way this angle is, there's a camera already in the room. Yes. So somebody's walked in, and they're like, you know, they've probably already... Oh, yeah, they're expecting a a response. Yeah, they've already, and, and possibly already prepped the kids, like, hey... The president of the United States is coming in, kids. And he still poops his pants (laughs) just like (laughs) like you kids. And uh, so the way it's angled, like you can see the kids and the door that Biden's about to walk in. So he's opening the door, walking in.
3: Hey, guys, how are you? How you doing? Hello, how are you? (laughs)
2: <laughs> and these kids could I'm all care less. A, a couple of them turn around and wave and most of them Hi. are Yeah. Yeah, let's get I'm back to our Legos. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think I th- now when Biden retells if he lives long enough to retell that story a year from now <clears throat> It, it'll be like uh, the guy on the train. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I walked in, and the kids are like, Joey, baby! They all, they
2: all celebrated. No, I, I thought it was going to be more like at the pool. with I love kids jumping on my lap. <laughs> no, he probably thought <laughs> yeah. that. And they probably knew that he said that. Actually,
1: I think probably what really happened is they also know he's not the real president, therefore they didn't give him the appropriate response
2: <laughs> that a real president would get. But, One of those kids said, Let's go, Brandon. <laughs>
3: All right.
1: This is a headline on Breitbart this week. Joe Biden blames Russia and Saudi Arabia for not producing enough oil after restricting U.S. production. So for those of you that were hoping that there was a uh, reprieve from the gas prices on the horizon... You're sadly mistaken. That's not going to happen. Of course, people that believe that don't listen to this show. So, President Joe Biden complained that Russia and Saudi Arabia were not producing enough oil to alleviate high gas prices in the United States, despite his administration's effort to reduce domestic production. Quote, I do think the idea that Russia and Saudi Arabia and other major producers are not going to pump more oil so people can have gasoline to get to and from work, for example, is not right, Biden said during a press conference after the G20 summit in Europe where he probably crapped himself. On Saturday, the president urged energy-producing countries at the summit to boost oil production to pressure OPEC-plus nations to increase supply and reduce gas prices around the world. The president acknowledged to reporters that it appeared ironic he was traveling to Glasgow, Scotland, for a climate change summit with world leaders, even while asking (laughs) oil-producing nations to produce more. But he argued the economy was still powered by oil. Quote, the idea that we're going to be able to move to renewable energy overnight. And from this moment on, not use oil, not use gas, not use hydrogen is just not rational. Biden said, You don't say. He said gas prices of over three thirty-five a gallon in the United States were almost a tax on American workers who were traveling to and from their jobs. Almost. But the president made no mention of his own efforts that hurt oil production in the United States. Since Biden took office, he halted the Keystone XL oil pipeline and suspended new oil, coal, and gas leases on federal lands. Biden also said during a press conference he would do more to stop government subsidies for oil production and spend more funding on subsidies for green energy. Quote, we will get to the point that by 2050 we'll have zero emissions, he said. What a dipstick. And so the quote from him to reiterate the idea that we're going to be able to move to renewable energy overnight and from this moment on not use oil, not use gas, not use hydrogen, and not is just not rational. So this is the what is she the energy secretary? The, this is rich. This is energy secretary Jennifer Granholm. And you'll hear the line of questioning. So and her face is just to punch for <laughs> Was, in Sturgis, it is quite Michigan
2: it is $2.89 a gallon I guess that's better than in California what is the Home plan to increase oil production in America <laughs> oh my God. that is hilarious would that I had the magic wand on this as you know of course uh, oil is a global market it is controlled by a cartel that cartel is called OPEC and they made a decision yesterday that they were not going to increase beyond what they were already planning.
1: I mean, I think it's hilarious too. Wow, the, the the pain of the people
2: is hilarious. Yeah. it's only going to get worse. Yeah, it's a real knee slapper.
1: No, I mean that's so. That, when
0: that, they say it's controlled by a cartel, does that is the word cartel the same as like a Mexican cartel that controls drug smuggling into the like the United States and other countries? Like when they.
2: Yeah, it's like organized crime. I mean, yeah, that's
0: basically yeah, what. Only, only what given what we've the fact got that one ear.
3: Well,
2: yes
1: and no. I mean, they.
0: Because they just freely use the word cartel. I was controlled by the cartel. Like they go and meet with. I'm not being sarcastic at well, all. No, she's, I mean, she's saying that. cartel. All she's saying time.
1: that to be disparaging towards, towards them as if it's their fault for not increasing oil production. Mm-hmm. Would, and the thing is, she's acting as if that we're held over a barrel by them, no pun intended or the, the, when they ceased oil production here when we were more energy-dependent under the previous administration, they made it one of their first efforts. I mean, one of the first things that they did when they took
2: office. Um, yeah, was to shut down the Keystone yeah. Pipeline, put yeah. people out of work, and shut down oil production. And c- increase energy prices. So,
1: for them to pretend that and, and to laugh like that and just, oh my goodness, like
0: <laughs> Yeah.
1: That's hilarious. Oh, yeah, I know I
0: know a guy that uh works out in Oklahoma and has contracts that depended on that Keystone pipeline. And I mean they're devastated and so many guys out there are devastated because of that. Uh, yeah, it's just it's it's a mess, man.
2: It seems like she's really in touch with blue collar Working class folks, though. Oh, what do you think?
1: Yeah, this administration is governing for all people. He's the great uniter, and so I think that ultimately that that extensive amount of compassion for middle and lower class people and their gas prices. I mean, yeah, she looked like she would. Is that good reversal? <laughs> okay, so, um, yeah, dude, the, completely out of touch, like. My question, though, is, is is this malicious or, like, the same thing that, that we continually ask? Is this ineptitude or is this malicious? And I, like before, I kind of feel that it's probably a combination of both, um, which I will roll right into this Twitter video of the assistant uh, uh, press secretary, White House press secretary, because Jen Psaki is out with COVID, so... Um, so you see this, boom, 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 time and time again from representatives of this administration.
2: Which they instantly started on the narrative of Jen Psaki's, um, uh, when Jen Psaki's COVID, uh, when she tested positive. Mm-hmm. And they instantly started on the narrative that, well, symptoms are absolutely, they're like, they're very mild because she took the shot.
1: I would bet good money that... Not only did she not get a shot th- th- because th- they were um, clandestine about who did and didn't receive the vaccine at the White House because it was not a requirement for the staff to have it, which uh, begs so many questions, um, efficacy and otherwise. Why would they not do that? But uh, she probably had the same thing, the, the antibodies, and Ivermectin. So that's what the a lot of leaks are saying is the majority of these people in Congress are using ivermectin as a prophylactic and uh, if they catch it. So it, it's. You mean the
2: horse dewormer yeah.
1: that Joe Rogan was taking? The, yeah, the goo. Yeah. Now they're not going to tell you that. They're going to tell you to take the vaccine, yeah. but it's like everything else. Like, why? why would they, with everything else that they do, why would the rules still apply to them when they don't everywhere else? This is no different. They're not doing what they're telling you to do. They don't do that with anything. And that's the thing too. And I'm just thinking out loud. Here goes a little side tirade, which is going to kind of hurt the cohesiveness of this. But, you know, when they're talking about looking at a $600 transaction, $10,000, like, how about we have the ability at any given time to look at all of your finances? You're making the rules. You're a civil servant. You work for us. But you want to finger bang my personal banking information without the ability to look at yours What's wrong with this picture? Because like like this and like or not like this here specifically, but but like you're saying with the uh, with the, the vaccine versus other medicine, it's like we always say, rules for the rules for me, not for the whatever, uh, you, you know the thing. So <laughs> <laughs> rules for the, not for me. Yeah. I think I got it. Was that it? That's yep. That's okay. It. So anyway, um, hey, listen, it's cold. Okay, that's a big change that is cold it's in here. It's
0: not cold. It's perfect temperature in here.
1: Some of us don't have the natural Watch what you say. insulation <laughs> that other human beings have.
0: You talking about all my hair? Yes. Good. It's like Sasquatch. I that's what you were going to say. It's
1: like, he, uh, what's, what's another name for Scott and Bigfoot? <laughs> <laughs> that's not nice. That's not very nice. So anyway. Uh, back to what we were saying is that the uh, the energy independence, the ineptitude, the malfeasance, or not malfeasance rather, but the uh, maliciousness. So this is the assistant press secretary on firing thousands of truckers and, and everybody for not taking the vaccine when we just heard these other issues that are going on and everybody laughing about them. So roll it.
3: So we wanted to make it easier. We wanted to avoid con- confusion. And so we want to even the playing field. And this is why we moved that December, I think December 8th deadline that you're talking about. Can you, can to you pause that? I'm
1: She's talking specifically about the vaccine mandate that's going to, what they say, January 4th. Yeah. Yeah. So the OSHA will kick in January 4th with penalties and fines and all that if you're not vaccinated. So sorry, continue, please.
3: About the supply chain, the possibility of workers maybe quitting because of these mandates play into that decision and that timing. So, um, I mean, if you're asking, like, if we think the, the, the rules impact supply chain, the answer is no. We don't think that it will. Uh, first of all, vaccine requirements work. We we have talked about that. We've given examples. Like I say, we wanted to make.
1: You don't think that it will. And what is your experience in that field? Kind of like with Pete Buttigieg. What is, uh, I'm only doing that. You should have ignored it. No. Nope. You're doing that because that's the way you pronounce it. My, my point is, people in positions in his, within the administration that are wholly, completely, and totally unqualified with zero experience making
2: statements like
1: that. Yeah. How will they ever fix this problem?
2: That's like saying that the lack of electricity, we don't think that the lack of electricity will affect your light bulb. <laughs> what an idiot. Of course it'll affect it. The lack of truckers is going to affect supply chain. Yeah. I, this, this is basic cause and effect stuff. We don't see like, how the lack of rain could cause a drought. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> honest to God. like, I mean, you don't have to have a four-year, four-year degree or any degree for that matter. Those kids that ignored, ignored Joe Biden just a second ago, they know that the lack of I, I truckers think, I, is going to affect the supply chain. On a side note, I
1: think that you should use terminology that would kind of more strongly indicate how hard they ignored him like maybe a black ball (laughs) (laughs) the the people that completely side-eyed slash turn their backs on the fake president
2: yeah kids that can't color inside the lines yet they know that this will affect the supply chain (laughs) yes
1: absolutely so yeah to me it's just staggering because people ask all the time like why are they doing this and I get that question quite a bit. Not that I'm the authority on the issue or whatever. They're just asking for my opinion, and my opinion is I still don't know. But it's to me, it seems more so incompetence and and ineptitude than
2: purposeful malice. What do you think? I, I can't give them that. I can't give them that. It's that it's incompetence. I, I think that this is a well thought out plan. I think that COVID was a, a well thought out, well
0: plan. I agree with that. Yeah, it's hard for me to believe someone in that level of of um, authority can be that incompetent.
2: Yeah, I I, no way. I don't think they are. I don't think they. There's no way they can be. Like we say, evil never sleeps. This plan
0: was, this plan was in place. I mean, who knows how long? Yeah, it's like the Chinese. I mean, the Chinese are not ignorant. They're it's well thought out. And they're patient.
2: Yeah, sure. I mean, everything that we're, everything that we're fed media wise is a well thought out plan from uh, the, the things you consume. I mean, and not only just consume as, as a consumer, like things, tangible things that you can, but the, the information that you consume and the way it's conveyed to you, like this is all a well thought out plan the way that they, they've kind of, I mean, in commercials, they've kind of strayed away from the nuclear family, um, you know what I mean? That like that's a uh, that's that's all a construct. To what am I trying to say? It it's all constructed to convey a certain message, to to get away from the 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 nuclear family or have dad out of the picture or you know in commercials that make dad look like an idiot.
1: That's very that, common.
2: Yeah, dad. Dad's in the picture, but he's an idiot. He like he's he's incompetent and he can't do anything. He's fumbling like he's oh, he's a know, bungling. He's he's a, yeah, he's a bumbling moron. Yeah. So, I, and and even in things like that, and and there's memes out there for every commercial that that comes on. That's that's one of these social, just engineered pieces of propaganda. That do you think this will help us sell? Yes, whatever product, and then it says. You know, whatever product? Question mark. Because no, it's not meant to sell your product. Like these commercials aren't meant to sell your product anymore. They're meant to give you the information that they want you to to see and and to try and uh, to try and sway you a certain way.
1: Well, like the the um, and I thought we had it up for tonight. that I guess Pfizer did a, an ad. About the the superhero kid, you're a superhero if you take the vaccine. Yeah, and that's exactly what I was thinking when I saw that. Is is it, and just like with uh, Stephen Colbert and dancing around like morons wearing those needle costumes. Yeah. Um, but you know how like when a new movie is going to come out the, or a new album is going to come out, a lot of those shows will have the a band on there supporting their new album, actors on there supporting a new movie. And then here you have this because it's paid coercion and, and it's very true. And even with, with the commercial, like you're selling your, and so and it, the most beautiful thing was and if we had that up and I'm sorry to be talking about it and not have, which I'm sure that a lot of our listeners have seen the heroic Pfizer commercial, but of course the small print, the the fine print has to to be displayed at the very end of the commercial. And I, the first few sentences contained I'm paraphrasing that, this isn't approved by the FDA, but it's been given an emergency use authorization for this age bracket. Yeah. And so then there was another video that a lot of people sent to me this week of a lady on, uh, I think, TikTok maybe, um, which I I don't look at TikTok, but it was originally on there, but it was on YouTube as a platform. As a side note, well anyway, irrelevant. But uh, she was like this excited. She was holding what... I'm gauging by her age was most likely her grandchild. And we're done with you anti-vaxxers. I don't care if y'all die and this, that, and the other. We're done. Oh, oh, we're done. We don't care what happens to you now. We'll we'll make you get the shot. We'll put you out of work, you know, this, that, and the other. Like, just very happy that it was coming out for these young children And, like, oh, we're all free now. Like, you really believe this crap. Like, you really believe that. Like, so now the ultimate freedom is in in, in being subversed and getting this, being subjugated and getting being forced and coerced into getting this, and now you're going to achieve the freedom that you used to have. That'll never happen. Like, you you attain the freedom that you used to have by obeying. It it doesn't make sense to me. And I could be wrong. I don't know everything. This is my opinion on it.
2: And just completely glossing over the fact that – Jensaki had supposedly been vaccinated, and yet you're out with COVID.
0: Sure. So we have this video of the heroic kid. If you would like to see this. Oh,
2: we do have it. All right. Well,
0: have you got? Have
1: you seen this?
2: Uh, no, I don't think so.
0: I have not seen it. Oh, oh, have you seen it, reversal? Getting ready
3: to fight COVID. want to be superheroes, and the most important heroes are those that help others. This year, thousands of kids like us around the world joined the COVID-19 vaccine trial. Kid power. And when they did, they became all superheroes. Ah. To all the kids who volunteered, we'd like to say, Thank you! Thank you! Thank you for sharing your superpowers of... Courage. Trying new things. The ability to save people. The power to help people. Helping not just um, yourself, but many other kids. Do not be scared. Be strong. A super brave. Bravery and courage. A superhero shot. Helping everybody. Fight coronavirus and help others. You're helping the whole entire world. Thank you. You are all superheroes.
1: Thank you. Thank Thank
3: you, you, superheroes. Thank you. You're awesome.
0: You know, it's something if you're fighting something that's really killing millions and millions of people and you're risking kids' lives to do it. But when you're risking kids' lives to, to try to fight something that's is minuscule as COVID is another thing. And I had this guy come up to me today in a subdivision that's a construction worker. And he walked up to my truck and he said, man, let me ask you something. He said, I know I'm, I'm not an intelligent guy. and This is a real rough guy. Like you wouldn't want to, you wouldn't want to mess with this guy. Is this the MMA fighter guy? Yes. Okay. He said, I'm not an intelligent guy. He said, but, uh, I have an eight-year-old son, and he said, man, um, I know you have kids, and uh, uh, he didn't even want to ask me. He's like, did, did y'all have the vaccine? Do your kids have the vaccine? I said, no, we're not getting it. He said, man, okay. He said, okay, thank you, man, thank you. I he said, I, "I'm not getting it." He said, my, "I'm not letting my my son get it." He said, "I'm not." He said, "So many other people are. They're just going out here. And they're just getting it, and they're, and and they're not even asking any questions. They're just doing it, man." He said, "I just don't trust it." And he said, "I I'm not intelligent." He said, "I know I'm not a smart guy." He said, "But just something don't feel right about it." And he said, "I just thought I was the only one."
1: Well, and like I've said so many times, I think that that's a very uh, per- purposeful thing. Where they make people feel alienated, like through um, manipulation of the numbers that that they say Um, they make people feel like the only one for, for a very specific and uh, concentrated reason Uh, which, but you, you don't have to be a highly intelligent person. Again, there's nobody here with a college degree, which I never said I was highly intelligent and I don't, but whatever.
0: No. And I told him, I said, man, good for you. And, your family should be proud that they have a husband and a father that's smart enough to think and ask questions like that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. But I, I think just from a common man's uh, estimation that you don't have to be highly intelligent to be able to identify coercion, people trying to be coercive, people trying to fool you, and for a lack of a better term, and to make it redundant, bullshit. It's easy to spot, as they say, uh, well, I'm not gonna use that phrase anyway. I'm not gonna use that phrase anyway. But I think that if you if you look at the other side of the equation, it does take educated, intelligent people to to form the, the things that we're talking about, like the the highly intelligent people that that have been to Ivy League schools. And not I'm not obviously saying all of them, but I mean they're interspersed throughout governance. And so maybe you got to be intelligent to to coerce people, but you don't have to be intelligent to notice it. And, uh, but in, in specific reference to this video, like, can we do a 10 year on you super like, and dude, God bless these children. And, and I I hope that they're fine. I don't, I don't wish any bad on them at all. And I, I never would, but can we do a 10 year on video? You know what I mean? Like, because this was a, you participated in a trial. So nobody knows. And we, we saw the project Veritas videos, um, where they were saying, a lot of these things that were attributed to this. There's a lot of these uh, athletes over in Europe that are having complications with their their uh, cardiovascular systems, their hearts, heart disease. And so now you're, I'm, I'm also seeing a ton of articles in leftist media, in all formats, that you know heart disease in young people is nothing new. It's actually very common. Really? Well, that's new information. I wasn't yeah. really aware of that, but uh, it just seems like there's an influx now. And here's the, again, the coercion being ginned up that, oh, this is normal. No, no. 15 year olds with uh, myocarditis or however you pronounce it, because I'm not smart, is, is not a regular, is not a regular thing. As we uh, yet again saw on those insider videos, these nurses and, and the people that worked at the, uh, at that facility in Arizona were panicked and confused and upset that, that young people were developing heart issues after in short order after receiving this vaccine some as young as 15 years old. So, but yeah, that that's pretty disturbing to me though. But the thing is to say, don't be scared. Like it takes courage. Nobody's not taking it. Like at least me, I'm not taking this because I'm scared. I don't want to take it. Like it's got nothing to do with courage or anything like that. and, just like who was the uh, goofball Olbermann yelling yeah. like, yeah. basically calling people you know all kinds of foul language and yeah, cowards you're afraid. That's no. what he
2: said. Mm, well, but this right here, which all of these, all of these these are children in this propaganda video mm-hmm. that they that they've used, and even by the the liberal media standards, these children are not at risk. I mean, they're yes. they're at the absolute right. lowest risk, right. and we've talked about it before. Even when schools were closed, daycares have been open this entire time. These children aren't at risk. They're they're not the ones that need the shot. And you touched on it a little bit, but the key word in this is trial. Mm-hmm. You participated, they, which and these these children. I mean, like I said, they're children, so their their parents subjected them to this. And that was the next point
0: yeah, that yeah, I was going to make. So them. these kids didn't volunteer <clears throat> on their own. Absolutely. No, there's no way. No.
2: So. But your parents basically made you into a guinea pig for, you know. To
1: Undoubtedly, their parents yeah. submitted themselves as well. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, there's that commercial. But, yes, yeah, as far as is the way they, they put put this stuff out there, I think that's a perfect example. But it seems to me like Rex is buying it. Are you in? You can hook your kids up with that Pfizer shot of I me. Mean, did that change your mind?
2: No, it didn't change it
1: a bit. Like, <laughs> well, and that's the thing though, too. Like, how, is that going to convince anyone? Who, who that, is that going to
2: convince? But that's what I'm saying. Like, everything that we consume, as just being a consumer, you put that out there, and that is made to soften you. That's made to. That's that's made. To tug at your heartstrings, which is a very like it's a it's a liberal it's a Democrat mm-hmm. style tactic anyway. Mm-hmm. Everything's an emotional issue. They always want to tug at the heartstrings. They don't they don't want to base things off of facts, like what I just said. That these are the lowest sect of people that are at risk. These children aren't at risk. Sure. They're, I mean, I would say, and I don't know this for a fact, but I would say that they're probably more at risk from taking the vaccine than the effects of COVID.
1: Just as a general assumption, yes. Yeah. Which, like I said last week, if you if you want to convince people, can the emotion, can the snark, show us the math, show us the actual trials, But it, and there's something that I can't shake when you talk about Keith Olbermann talking about being scary, bro. You're in media. You've been in media in a career in media for a very long time. So if by virtue of not wanting to do something it makes a person scared, you're scared and the whole media apparatus is scared of examining election fraud. So that see how that works? That's a two-way street, you <laughs> stupid bastard. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's just it's, it's straight foolishness, dude. But the thing is, and you know, you could go talk for hours about their their penchant for uh, lobbying insults and, and launching hateful rhetoric rhetoric, but then when when somebody else uh goes goes back like Donald Trump it says something back, then all of a sudden they're they're the victim. It's that's the liberal way. Like if liberal is the perpetual victim. All right, up next, and this is also on Breitbart. China says that America is the laughing stock of democracy. China's Global Times, a government-run propaganda newspaper, mocked America as the quote laughing stock of democracy on Wednesday, and warned U.S. elites were the world's biggest threat to democracy. I don't know if I disagree with them on that. Some particular elites. In reality, a Freedom House study published this year found China was single-handed. They say single-handed is single-handedly, typo. Causing a global decline in freedom and respect for human rights through its outsized economic and diplomatic influence. Exacerbated by people like John Kerry. I added that in. I I did that edit. (laughs) So... The Global Times article did not address China's role on the world stage as a prominent enemy of democracy and instead focused on the results of a global poll published by the Pew Research Center this week that found a decline in the number of Americans who considered their country a good political role model. Hmm. Probably because their fake president just crapped his pants. Foreigners also appeared to agree in the nation's survey. Few believe U.S. democracy—quote, rather— Few believe U.S. democracy, at least in its current state, serves as a good model for other nations. A median of just 17% say democracy in the U.S. is a good example for others to follow, Pew noted, while 57% think it used to be a good example but has not been in recent years. The study also found that American pop culture and entertainment still receive near-universal praise, suggesting that outsiders see American politics as separate from its culture and generally like the latter. Don't know why. The Global Times did not mention this part of the study. Quote, the US is no longer the beacon of democracy, but becoming more like a laughing stock of democracy, the global times declared. Hey,
0: uh, hang on. We we have a caller calling in. Um, who's the caller from? I, no, no way. You're can, Dude, we have a caller from China. Really? From China. Dude, what's I, his, I, what's well, his name? I go, what's his name? Are you serious? It's, it's general holy Cheat. <laughs> <laughs> okay, caller, you are you are live. You are live. I have no idea what time it is over there. Yes, from the from great
3: land of the of China, I call to tell you, you you laughing stop. We laugh here over your America. You watch the best export from China, TikTok, all day. All men over there want to cut off pee-pee to come girl. You know what side China? <laughs> you know fight China? Well, are. <laughs> Who are you? I, General People Republic of China, serve great leader here. Make sure operations to make America weak, working better than ever planned. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're,
1: we're making, no. So you, you think that, that democracy is
3: bad? There's America, no democracy. America president not even erected. <laughs> he come to he come to far country and poop and pants McDuke and pants he and no he no reader.
1: <laughs> Listen, holy cheat, I, I I agree with you on that, but
3: uh, what
1: when, can we not work together as two countries? Are you guys trying to overtake America?
3: We cannot work together when, when your country makes man man say woman makes foster amoral weak. We make all soldiers that what cut off people become woman. <laughs> we make laughing stuff. We make joke all time about America and the soldier using our TikTok. What cut off peepee. No understand. I don't un- don't understand why cut off peepee.
1: Well, well, General, I've always thought that your country was behind the subversive tactics that that influenced that behavior here. Is that inaccurate?
3: This is true, but this works better than we ever thought. We don't even understand how what we have done to you. So you openly admit that you
2: are trying to get people to cut off their pee-pee. And you guys make jokes about it?
3: It makes laughing Brenda, see he press in front of foreign people. He, he, he cannot even control his bowel movement. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Look, I agree. That's great, but hey, listen... Uh, we got a lot of your products off our coast out there. Are you guys, do you guys think that's funny too?
3: Oh, very funny. Brandon know how I make ship come to port. So busy. Worry about man 50. He doesn't even understand how make ship go to port. on no product. Well, listen, General. Big I... joke here in China. Everybody here in China. Big joke. Ha <laughs> Laugh all the time. <laughs>
1: listen, <laughs> hey, we appreciate the call, sir. Uh, Please call back in the future. Uh, I
0: mean, when you've got a different subject, I, I
1: get what you're saying. The Americans uh, like to cut off their peepees. We'll, uh...
0: And send us some more of those uh, chips. We really need them over here.
3: Yeah. No chips. We send no more chips. More chips. You know how on low chips. Why send more chips when you're not on low chips we send already? Cut him off. Yeah. Cut him off.
0: <laughs>
1: dude i cannot believe that that's insane <laughs> only a common man's common sense what day is it over there ah uh, dude it's i don't know laughing america's cutting off their pp day yeah, my goodness dude what the hell just happened
0: i think we were hacked do you think that was a prank call that he's that it sounded, sounded real <laughs>
2: yeah
1: i mean,
0: yeah. I mean every... they gotta have a general holy shit over there
1: <laughs> <laughs> No, no 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 he said holy cheat Oh, C H E E T right? Oh,
0: yeah. Okay. C H E E T. Okay.
1: Well, should I finish the article at least? Yeah. Uh, where was I? That was interesting. I, I would like some more. That was great,
2: actually. Uh, <laughs> you heard it from uh, someone from the Chinese Communist Party.
1: Yeah, I mean, dude, TikTok
2: <laughs> will make you cut off your peepee.
1: <laughs> Excellent
0: so in podcasting. Maybe they'll send us a donation if we I air doubt. him. Yeah, if we air it, are, can we air that? Ah, oh, man, I, I, I bet our offices will get raided like Project Veritas did. You heard about that, right? Yes. Yeah, that,
1: that's yeah over that uh, diary. Yeah, I'm glad they didn't get my diary. <laughs> <laughs> the Global Times routinely disparages the American system, urging other countries to adopt a model of socialism with Chinese characteristics, just like the general said. It also predicts, the flames of democracy have brought nothing but disorder, the Global Times asserted in 2019 amid million-strong rebellion against communism in Hong Kong. That article informed readers that American democracy was an outdated fantasy and that everyone in Hong Kong kept fighting—I'm sorry, Hong Kong fighting to prevent Beijing from illegally imposing communist laws. There was a, quote, rioter who relished participating in violent crime. To put it bluntly, the U.S. is no match for China in terms of anti-epidemic organization and mobilization. I wish we would ask the general about that. The newspaper argued some believe that America's democracy is dying and— believe. Indeed, the recent chaos in the country has proved its decay. Pretty much everything the general just said, you heard it here first. <clears throat> Boom roasted. Dude, we're on top with that. Like, what podcast has that kind of global reach? You said we did have listeners in China, right? Absolutely. Where else? Brazil, Paraguay, Philippines, Iceland, Greenland, England, Russia, Sudan, <laughs> Somalia, Bosnia, <laughs> South Africa, Chechnya. New Zealand. <laughs> I was going to say New Zealand. <laughs> Australia. Jerusalem. Kuwait. Japan. Taiwan. Kenya. They're related to Barack Obama. Yeah, so they're everywhere, dude. So it's no surprise that I'm just like, how many calls have we had on this podcast? Not that many, and we just got one from China. Dude, we bagged one. Yeah. Excellent work. Yeah.
0: We reeled them in.
1: So now that that fiasco is over with the uh, general, that was so exciting. Um. I'm just gonna to touch on a little bit of election fraud this week, and this is from New Jersey, so there's a few special elections around the country and a lot of people are like all and I always say like I'm not a conspiracy theorist and I, I don't feel that I am. Maybe some listeners do. I don't know. Um, but um, people are like so excited about the the governor's race in Virginia how do you how do you feel about that?
2: Uh, I mean, I, considering that that was kind of like a, a bellwether race is what it's kind of been described as. Uh, I think it's a good sign. Um, I, I, and I, I think the media try to do a lot of their normal tactics as far as discouraging people, uh, manipulating uh, poll numbers and things like that and making it seem like it's an unwinnable thing and trying to discourage people. It, to me, it's like, well, you know, this guy's so far ahead – Like they they were
1: saying that McAuliffe
2: was ahead. Yeah. Okay. So like McAuliffe is so ahead. It's it's so far ahead. Like you Republicans don't even need to really go out uh, to vote. You know. Like Mm -hmm. that's the way I take it. Um, But to me, it's just it's just manipulation. It's just another way that the the media manipulates and and tries to keep tries to basically silence your vote. Um, But it didn't work. And like I said, this is kind of a bellwether race, and I think this is a good thing uh especially coming into like 2022 uh there's going to be a lot more a lot more races and things like that to be paying attention to and i think everybody just kind of sees this as a uh like maybe the tide turning possibly um i, I like I, I feel like the tide was already turned in
1: 2020 um and I also feel like this is kind of an like in Virginia specifically.
2: Go ahead. How so?
1: I mean, I feel the election was stolen. I, I you know, and, 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 well, that's what I'm saying. Like yeah, this is, but, but going to, back
2: the other direction.
1: Well, I think in 2020, I think that Trump won. It was, and so even Van, I remember Van Jones on election night saying this was a white lashing. Whenever before all of those late night drops, the that like dude, early in the night, like tr- they tr- people were calling to congratulate Trump. Trump was taking it. He was he was gonna win until they shut down in five states, all five states that like unprecedented. Um, and, and you know the media was saying the things then in, in November of 2020 that they they were saying this week the same thing the white lash all the every and like that's the thing when they lose racism don't don't have to be specific it is racist white people. And so, not to mention, the lieutenant governor was the conservative, a black conservative female, um, who challenged Joy Reid. Uh, but she's bona fide Second Amendment advocate of, uh, uh, through and through. that. So, but it was, racism is, is what got her elected. She perhaps she's also the black face of white supremacy. Yeah. So dictated by white liberals, of course. But I kind of feel like it was in, the the governor's race was obviously nationwide, completely inconsequential. So, almost feel like the Democrats have sandbagged because on November of 2020 there was exponentially more there was a lot more votes some uh, roughly two, 200 to 300,000 votes that don't exist Grant, it's okay it's a governor's race but that's a lot of votes to disappear you know what I mean yeah and so and I'm assuming that it would be more difficult for them to do it in, in when there's special elections going on and not nationwide elections. And again, that's just a, a redneck, you know, assumption here. But, um, I just kind of feel like they may have been sandbagging, dude. Like for people to get complacent and comfortable, like, and think that, that okay, this is where public perception is, kind of like what you're saying. I, I don't know, man. Concern, like, the right has, a, and, and this is just my opinion. Historically, it seems to me that they have a problem of letting off the throttle. Um, if that yeah, makes sense.
2: I've, yeah, absolutely. And I've said that about the right in the past, like the the right and the the Republicans and things like that, which to me aren't even really a a thing anymore. Like they're not the same thing anymore. Um Republicans don't necessarily represent the the views of people on the right. For sure. Um but you know, we've had we we've been fortunate here as of late with people like Joe Manchin. Mm-hmm. Um because I mean, obviously, which and the Republicans have held strong, especially on like the new this the latest the Build Back Better plan and a lot of the the fat and stuff that was going along with that and the three point five trillion dollars that it initially started out being. And so uh between cinema and mansion, like having all of that stuff whittled down. But but the Republicans like they're they're definitely gonna have to do some. I mean they're they're gonna have to stay vigilant, and people are gonna have to get out and vote come twenty twenty two to to make some real change, so that we're not bent over a barrel. I, I think I think they will,
1: and I think they have, but I also think that. And one of the good things is that that. And I talked to my brother about this the other day, because um, he kind of talks like I'm talking right now, and I, you know, I'm back and forth, and like people's opinions kind of change, you know, given information like, and don't they're not necessarily solidified one way or the other just new information like i'm so i'm back and forth but you know there's a lot in, in these local election boards and at, at the lowest levels of aldermans and stuff like that there's so many republicans it's just a groundswell of actual organic grassroots stuff of people that are concerned women obviously because w- like we saw at the tcf center on election night in 2020 the majority of people standing out protesting them covering up the windows and kicking people out were women and so um they haven't taken very kindly to this at all. So a lot of them are getting into these local election boards and getting involved at the County level. And I think that will hopefully in a lot of aspects mitigate that, but in a place like Detroit, how are you going to do that? Philadelphia, how are you going to do that? You know what I mean? Um, But there were some other good signs, even in, in New York city, some council members went Republican Um, and then Ilhan Omar's, BS. So they were going to try to, you know, the whole defund the police movement wanted to get rid of the, the police department and replace it with a whatever goofy name they come up with for what I'm assuming would be an unarmed. We started a video a few weeks ago of, in, uh, I think it was uh, it was Chicago or Manhattan. It was New York. Pretty sure it was New York. So the, what, what are they calling that faction? Like, of like the, it was, I, I mean, it may have been just traffic. Whatever it was.
2: Yeah, I can't remember right off Did hand. you just
1: see it, but the guy got on yeah. beach it out of both of them. Yeah. <laughs> like, work great guys. Like this is this is superb.
2: So um but yeah. But I think with having the I, I don't think that the governor's race is that is as insignificant as as you make it out to be, because man, since since we've had COVID, I think really the governors like we've discovered since COVID. The 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 role that they really play and and the power and stuff that they can really I, mean, yeah, I mean, Desantis uh, the, down in Florida, man, that guy's done a phenomenal job. That's the government, like sure. It, it, which, in
1: context of nationwide, but yeah, fair fair point for sure. Uh, but the, I in, by inco- consequential. What I mean is, the Democrats could afford to curb fraud to lose that to lower public perception. Or, or uh, concern. But uh, I also think that obviously you got the parents involved now because McAuliffe himself, while he was dancing around like a creepy, even on election night, the guys like, look at uh, Google McAuliffe dancing. It's, dude, I mean, you want to get the creeps, man, and get your skin to crawl and get goosebumps. Screw Halloween. Watch this idiot, dude. It was, <laughs> ugh. So anyway, he's saying basically saying that the parents need to be uninvolved. Then they had this debacle. Where, and I might touch on this later, uh, a separate video, or I I got something maybe we'll close with, but the Lincoln Project, this faction that we've talked about before, of these uh, supposedly uh, child-molesting never-Trumpers, they paid these four or five or six individuals to go. And I I don't even get the reference with the tiki torches with, like, the white shirts and plaid pants. Apparently, it's supposed to represent white supremacists, one of which the peoples were, were black. And so, to come to find out, it was the never- Trump organization had aligned themselves with the McAuliffe campaign to go get in front of Youngkin's bus and pretend like they were chanting, you know, something about uh, pro-Youngkin to pretend they were his supporters that were quote unquote white supremacists. That's how the left operates, but they always want to cry foul when one of McAuliffe's Uh, campaign, I think it was a campaign advisor, somebody that worked for his campaign, they had unearthed some of his actual racist tweets from the past. Of course, oh, they disavow those now. Oh, I'm so embarrassed and ashamed. And because, like, I'm always saying the and I'm going to keep beating this dead horse forever, and this really isn't in the context of the video we're about to watch, but I'm on a tangent. So, to finish this thought with, the Democrats hold the ball and have always been the most racist political party in existence. So what we have here, this is from the New Jersey election, and there's some crazy stuff going on with this because neither have conceded, and it's the craziest thing. The Democrat does not want to concede, even though at one point the Republican was, it looked like he had won. But, and it was a come from behind victory, craziest thing overnight. Yeah. 42,000 ballots just showed up. So we'll, we'll see how that ends up. But this is... What well, they need, like 41,999. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, New Jersey gubernatorial election worker, I'll let you, well, you can listen to the video. This is a New Jersey uh, poll worker talking to what's supposed to be an uh, undocumented uh, Irish immigrant. This is uh, more work by Project Veritas. You voted in the election in
3: January of last year? Uh, The presidential. Uh, And did you register? No, I wasn't registered either. Are you registered now? Oh, I never filled anything no. out. Okay. No. Oh, then I can't see how you can vote because you're no, not registered. No,
2: remember,
3: I do remember him. Okay. Remember, we was allowing anyone to, come, allowing in, to come in. We was allowing anybody to come in and they say presidential. Um, president. Yeah,
2: Dornia General had us let so, us.
3: So. Okay.
1: All at So, New Jersey State Code 194 4 one non-citizens cannot vote or even register to vote. Continue, please.
3: I'll let you figure out whether or not it's going to be, uh, they're going to count it, I don't know.
2: But I don't know if it works because I'm an lawyer, but I'm an lawyer citizen, I'm not.
3: It doesn't matter. I mean, are you, do you have some citizenship here?
2: With the work visa, yeah.
3: Listen, we're let to do it. They'll figure that
1: out. Pause. Poll workers may not provide a ballot to someone not entitled to vote 1934-20. So that's two laws broken. Third law. What? What's the third one? Cannot vote or even register. To, yeah, so 1940-1, non-citizen cannot vote or even register to vote. So that's three laws total in this one-minute clip. <laughs> So more work by those guys. And so it's no wonder that, you know, things are showing up in the middle of the night. And, like, that's that ranks probably extremely low on the scale of, you know, totality of voter fraud. And so – and it's so, so rampant on the on the left. And I've even heard people say, well, we need to beat them at their own game. No, we need to clean this crap up. And to Lynn Creedence, you were saying, if that governor's got any guts – oh, and by the way on that governor, I got some bad news too – he, he would automatically implement an, an election or do his best to implement an election audit for twenty twenty. Number one, number two. When we talked last week about the flag, when they were ta- when Barack Obama was talking about saluting the flag, what it was, there was a Yunkin campaign rally where they had a, a an American flag that was carried not at the quote unquote insurrection, it was at the the rally. That we attended, so they watched President Trump's speech with this American flag, and they had mentioned that the person carried the flag to that rally, and they so they were going to say they had pledge allegiance no matter what, and so they they so they brought the flag in to say the pledge of allegiance. It just happened to be a flag that was there, and so that's why Barack Obama was making this big ado. And so it actually, in fact, was an American flag. Problem is, Youngkin said that they should not have been doing that when the leftist media asked him about it. Well, they shouldn't have done that. Why not? Why can't you have a set a set of balls and just say, "Look, that's the American flag." Like the, those, like and the, there's enough video footage that the verdict is in. There was no quote unquote insurrection. The FBI, the, who who's been charged with insurrection? Yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. We it's a it's an American trying not to cuss. It's an American flag. Sit sit down with that. You know what I mean. Yeah. So I was that was pretty dis- con- disheartening that the guy would w- would not. Stand up, dude. It's it's the American flag. It doesn't matter where it came from. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. I, I in large
2: part, I think it's irrelevant. I, I mean, and that's what to touch on something you were talking about a second ago with the um, the people that were plants uh, in front of Youngkin's bus trying, and they're, they're Democrats, or leftists, or whatever, um, which were one and the same, trying to to pose as being a Republican, being a supporter, and trying to you know, look like a white supremacist and trying to kind of cast him in a negative light. But we saw that also on January 6th, there's video footage of a guy going around and he's talking about, you know, yeah, we need to do this. We need to storm the Capitol and I'll probably be arrested for that. And then, and there's tons of footage from that. Mm -hmm. And then there's people, there's footage also of people calling him an FBI agent and just completely just disassociating with the guy. And, and, and It was Ray
1: Epps was that guy's name, if I'm okay. not mistaken.
2: Yeah, and that guy has not been charged with anything, correct? Yeah. Well, he, he was so, removed from their most wanted list as well. Yeah, but what I'm getting at is it's – and I, I I get what those people are saying, we need to beat them at their own game, and that's not, uh, that's not moral or ethical, and I agree. We need to clean that stuff up, but it's hard to fight a battle with somebody who – the ends always justify the means. These people will do anything at whatever cost. And at the end, whatever, whatever cost, it's all justified because the, the, what, what they needed to happen, what they wanted to accomplish is it's, it's happened, it's done. Mm -hmm. And so no matter how much election fraud we have to do um, no matter how wide open the border is, no matter how many, you know, no matter how many, how how much critical race theory we push, um, just any of it, you know, no matter how much we try to put people, people in poverty with shutting down pipelines and making us, uh, making us taking away our energy independence, things like that. Mm -hmm. I, the ends always justify the means. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and, and,
1: and, uh, fulfill my wife's worst fear uh, and say something that I'd, it's unpopular to talk like this. It's a shame because it, it's the, what we're supposed to say and, and I'll keep it as clean as possible. But the reality is we should not cheat. There there's uh, the the constitution is a limitation on the government, not yeah. a limitation on us. And I completely agree. And, and we pro- should not cheat. There's, there's provisions in there for what to do in a situation like this. America needs to find its balls and and it, it will eventually give it enough time, give it enough circumstances. Everybody hopes that it would never come to that. But if this continues, it's an it's an inevitable conclusion and it's a necessary conclusion. And so that and again, is what I'm saying nice? No. Is what I'm saying controversial? To some people it shouldn't be. Would they potentially target you for saying something like that? Unfortunately. But that's the reality. That's the legal method by which the forefathers outlined for people to rectify situations like these. That doesn't make me the bad guy. That, that is the truth. And, again, I, I think good people always want to avert violence. Nobody wants violence, hence the reason you see people, these again, filling these, these lower-level election positions where they feel they can protect the vote. That's why people that think like us are filling those as fast as possible, they want to avert violence. The left wants violence, hence the reason they have factions like Antifa. Violence is is uh, a very pop. I mean, I'm trying to think how to word it. I mean, it's a, it's a popular tool of the left that from their red while, while they paint, and, and you know what, dude, I'm going to segue into something while we're doing this. But that that violent rhetoric is their tool. Like that's their crowbar. The violent behavior is their crowbar. The coercive nature of the way they will put people to masquerade as someone else, you know, the, the way they'll put agents amongst you. So this is what I wanted to close with, and I suppose we'll close with it. Um, this is, uh, I thought this was phenomenal. I thought it was extremely profound. I wish I had written it, and this is, was a series of tweets that I compiled into just a short page here of this guy's tweets. This is John Hayward, the National, Deputy, National Security Deputy Editor at Breitbart. And so I I could go a lot of different ways with this, and I I hope my thoughts don't get too fragmented, and I'll try to say the entirety of what he stated without going into my own thoughts and your thoughts until afterwards. And so this is John Hayward's piece. One reason Dems are so comically furious over, quote, let's go, Brandon, is that they understand it's it's the kind of thing that triggers preference cascades, a moment when people look around and realize that huge numbers of their neighbors share what ruling party claims is a fringe opinion. The left expends a huge amount of effort on making its adversaries feel marginalized. They mastered the dark art of making the majority feel like a fringe minority. I'm struggling not to to intercede with my own thoughts here, sorry. The demoralization, destabilization, subversion strategy of the left is designed to make normal people feel abnormal. Let's Go Brandon is a moment when vast numbers of Americans who have been told Joe Biden won a sweeping election victory and has a mystical mandate to destroy and rebuild America look around and realize most of the country severely dislikes him and distrusts his media. That's not a fringe or minority opinion. It's not extremism. It's the truth, and it's not an unreasonable opinion. Biden has been a huge failure in every way that matters. People are still angry about Afghanistan, even though his media has, quote, moved on. They feel and see how feeble he is, and so I can't really say it any better than that. But I think that's a more concise summation of the things that we've talked about so many times on this show, and that's one of the things that I've, I've always, at the core of this show, wanted to c- convey since the very beginning. Because when we started this show, an election had been had been stolen, and so you're just like the people like that that the producer talked to about this vaccine. Dude, don't feel alone, man. Like, I, that's why I hope that more, our show continues to grow and more and more people listen. And look, this this is out there in various forms of media, but I I mean, this is some of the, the the better work that I've seen lately. I'm immersed in news all week. And so to reiterate a few of these sentences to jog my what I want to say, the demoralization, destabilization. and Subversion strategy of the left is designed to make normal people feel abnormal. And so... When you hear that, like, so right now, rhinos have come out saying that Let's Go Brandon is distasteful. This is disrespectful. Meanwhile, let me just look at my notes here. (laughs) Uh So, gaslighting, like I talked about last week. So, was it Kathy Lee Griffin? This terribly, terribly irrelevant I, I guess it was supposed to be a comedian.
2: Com- yeah. In yeah. So large. you you
1: hold up this severed Donald Trump head. You know what I mean? Yeah. Robert De Niro went what, the whatever pretentious idiotic ten times a year dip award ceremony for elite Hollywood pedos. Possibly the one where Ricky Gervais ripped him a new one, and Tom Hanks looked extremely guilty when he touched on pedo quote unquote jokes. F Donald Trump, to great applause. You know what I mean? F Donald. So. Let's Go Brandon is the same thing, like, you know, F Joe Biden. Dude, you guys, there's a rap song, F Donald Trump, F Donald Trump, like, well, not really a song, but a rap thing. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's rap, you know, the, the orange man, like that Enema M guy that was so popular, never, like, and I, I, look, I have to say this because it's part and parcel to who I am because I've heard since high school about, you know, Eminem, like, who's a great lyricist. He sounds like an angry nerd. Look, he is a pencil neck dweeb. Sit like, and he he'd done this "quote yep. unquote" rap or whatever about this is a line in the sand and blah 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 the orange man. Like, dude, seriously. Which the
2: thing is, and that guy started out his whole career as being controversial. Yeah, and then you ultimately become part of the establishment. Oh,
1: absolutely, dude. And like I've said before, Rage Against the Machine is, would be another good example. Foo Fighters is another like so all these people you can't come here. Like even Alan Jackson, you can't come to my concert if you're not vaccinated. And some blame it on the venues or whatever, but it, like uh, Travis Tritt will not play a venue that won't allow unvaccinated people. So God bless him, dude. Balls. Um but Rashida Tlaib when she was like, "Oh, we're going to impeach the MFer." like and so that's the that's the expectation of not only Donald Trump but Donald Trump voters oh his tweets are bad well you guys kick the dude in the teeth every single day and that was one of the things that I saw, thought was magnificent magnificent rather about Donald Trump was his ability especially as an egotistical person to weather that storm not many people could do that i couldn't do it like dude we <laughs> i was not mad about amazon buyer we got a bad review, and I, I, if I'm being if, okay, it's like
2: water off a duck's back.
1: Couldn't care less. It was more like gasoline on a duck's back and huh. a <laughs> lit match. But, but that's what I'm saying. Could you imagine? You know what I mean? Like, so you attack the dude constantly. The expectation of decorum and decency is only bestowed upon him and his voters. So. You're, and they do the same thing. You're a white supremacist. You're, you're a phobe. You name it. You're at anything they want to fit in, phobia, anything. You, you think of a word, something they don't like, (laughs) phobia after it. That's it, it, dude. You're at whatever they want to say, a phobic. So don't let them do it. And that, that was kind of the gist that I was trying to get at and probably didn't do so hot on last week. Don't let them do it. Refuse to allow this struggle to end with them being able to, and, and, that's the thing. Know what, To know what they're doing and to know why you're not that because you people do this all day, every day. And just to break it down into Barney style into the semantics of it, phobia, like Trump's a, what, what was a, a xenophobe and all these different things because the, the whole country comments or whatever, anything. Phobia denotes, definitionally, an extreme fear, irrational, keyword, irrational fear of something. Uh, Islamophobia. No, yeah. I don't, you know, I don't have an irrational fear of Islam. Like, that's that's not true. Homophobic. So, uh, yet again, the tactic is that there's something wrong with you. You suffer from a phobia. It's okay, this behavior that you see daily in the news of, of uh, violence perpetrated by people of Islamic faith globally. It's It's not that, okay, man, like... My basic instinct says that that's probably a negative thing, that there's a lot of people doing negative things in the name of this religion. I'm going to be apprehensive about that. Oh, you have a phobia. No, I didn't say, like, I'm not jumping under my bed like I saw a spider or screaming, like like somebody that had arachnophobia, something that's real that actually exists. Like,
3: ah, dude,
1: Dude, that's not real. So, but that's what they do, and I think that's kind of, a portion of of what John Hayward was saying in that, like, we're none of those things. You, you, like, oh, let's go, Brandon is so bad. No, let's go, Brandon is awesome. And you hate it because you can't control it. It's organic and it's real. Not like the pink pussy hats. Not like Orange Man's bad. None of those things. That was all contrived. Not like the quote-unquote resistance, which was never real. You weren't the resistance. You You were the apparatus. You were the machine. You are the machine. You're still the machine. You always were. That was not the resistance. Don't fall for it. It's it's all BS, dude.
2: Yeah. Just to touch on phobias, they not only label you as as you know uh, having a phobia, but you know what? Like you don't you don't love that person, or you don't you know you're you're judging that person. You're casting down judgment, which is impossible. Um, because ultimately, I'm not the creator, and I can't cast down judgment. All I can do is make a judgment call based on. Your lifestyles, the the way you live, the way you carry yourself, the way the the choices that you make as far as in your your life personally, it's no different than going outside and saying, you know what, it's a little cold outside. I may grab a jacket. <laughs> so, <laughs> as far as someone that's if if you came out and. If you came out of the closet, so which I think you're eventually going to. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so when you when you come out and and dress in drag and whatnot, and, come and you're out, totally shocked. Yes, and I'm completely shocked. <laughs> no, and, no, no, no. I, I mean, you're totally shocked. I am completely shocked that you are dressed in drag. That so, <laughs> but so <laughs> you've got uh, this purple hair, and you've got like the the RuPaul like eye makeup and all of that stuff. I, I'm gonna take a look at you, and you're in like you're in these pumps and a little short, short, short skirt. Don't stop. Uh, going. It's a teeny tiny little skirt. So, mm. and you're in that, and I take one look at you, and I'm gonna be like, "Yeah, I don't think so." Like that's, I, and which I my and, retort and, will be, and then "You're I, a bigot and you, you have a phobia." <laughs> and and I put an ad on on some kind of media, like, "Hey, you know what? We're looking for a we're looking for a good babysitter," and then. You know, you show up, and I'm gonna be like, "Yeah, I don't think so. It's it's not gonna happen." So, uh, it's it's not because I don't I don't love you. It's not because it's not a Christian. You know, it's it, but but
1: I, but side note, I, I don't love you.
2: Yeah, like, but I'm I'm not casting down judgment. I'm I'm making a judgment call, as I would on any any other facet of of my life. Yeah, it, as if judgment is bad. Yeah, like, yeah, I mean, honestly, you walk outside, hey, it's cold, yeah, I don't think I need a jacket. I, I think I'll just roll with it
1: like well, it is. It's not like that, All though. It's kind of wisdom. Yeah, but what difference does it, it make if it, I judge you? What? Who, who gives a damn? Like, it's, it's irrelevant. Like, why would I care about somebody that I don't know is judgment against me? Like, their judgment but, I mean, you, of me and their opinion, because it's not really a judgment, it's an opinion, and your opinion of me doesn't matter, but, like, that, the, the thin skinning of the country is the reasoning behind that, and so... And it's just like, I was listening to some some stuff from Mike Rowe today talking about, and I'm not, not we'll go back to it, dude. I'm going to just kind of veer over here for just a second. But the reason people aren't filling these blue-collar jobs is because people's, the mindset of society was to send your kid to college. So that's one reason they're not filling these jobs because they don't care to fix a toilet. They don't care to become a plumber. They don't care to do any kind of, you know, mechanic, whatever. But likewise, at that same time that Mike Rowe did not talk about is they're being indoctrinated with leftist garbage and, Dude, they're becoming these overly sensitive, estrogen-filled... Estrogen-filled... Soy, soy boys. Exactly. Took the words out of my mouth, dude. So, that's that's one reason they can't handle any criticism or somebody has a negative opinion of their stupidity because they think that said stupidity is brilliance because they were taught that nonsense in college. So, an institution of higher learning indoctrinated them. So, now they're... Because society said you were smart, I'm supposed to treat you as such, even though you're spewing garbage. Bullshit. Not going to happen.
2: No. Um, um,
1: but also, from his piece, one thing that I wanted to uh, go back and revisit, that's not... So, hang, hang on. Let's go, Brandon. It is a moment with vast numbers of Americans who have been told Joe Biden won a sweeping election victory, mystical mandate, destroying rebuild America. Look around and realize most of the country severely dislikes him and distrusts the media. That's not a fringe or minority opinion. And that sentence, that's not a fringe or minority opinion, can be applicable to so many things. That's not extremism. It's the truth. And again, we can apply that to so many things like what you just described, transgenderism and otherwise. It is not an unpopular or extreme opinions. Things with a vaccine. These opinions are very popular because the media is telling you they're not is irrelevant. And so just like the guy the the individual did with the executive producer is That's why you ask people. That's why he's actually a lot smarter than thinks because you're asking people, dude, don't... They call the TV an idiot box for a reason, and they've done that for a long time. They got that moniker a long time ago. Dude, ask the people in your community. Ask the people that you're generally friends with. Ask the people that you work with. But likewise... If you feel those people are using the information they garnered from said idiot box, screw that. Like, but you can ascertain, dude. And that's what the producer is a a pretty stoic, intelligent guy that really doesn't have a flamboyant opinion and give his opinion out often or even talk all that much. So, hey, man, this guy seems wise. He seems to think before he speaks, unlike me. So his opinion has value to somebody, that, even somebody that, that... is a knuckle dragger can tell. Okay, man, this guy probably knows what he's talking about. I value his opinion. Good. Find somebody whose opinion you value and ask them on whatever issue. But dude, believe in these fools? Mm-mm. That's that's a no win situation.
3: Sing along.